So now we've gotten the announcements out of the way. Tonight is, as you know, a special <laughs> night. Um, so, so we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get busy pretty soon. But I still want to teach you guys why I'm doing this, and I'm not gonna have you turn there in your Bibles just in the interest of time. But we learn about the Nazarite vow in Numbers chapter six, and the Nazarite vow is a special thing that you're able to do as an ancient Israelite, where it's not required, but if you want to. You start the vow, and for the duration of your vow, it's a vow that you decide how long you do it, and then at the end of your vow, you cut off all of your hair, you burn your hair, you offer sacrifices, and for the duration of the vow, you can't drink alcohol, you can't drink any grapes, or eat even the seeds or skins of grapes, which is kind of random. Yes? What are you going to sacrifice? So I'm not going to... So in, I'm going to go over my version. I'm going to go over my version, what I'm doing. a good life. Yeah, right. <laughs> So that's also really intense. It specifies the animal. It specifies the kind of sacrifice. One's a peace offering. The other one's, I don't have the Bible in front of me. So like, this is off the top of my head, but one's a peace offering. One's a guilt offering. And one's a, um, I believe a free will offering. So all of those are described how to give those offerings in the first chapters of Leviticus. So like chapters one through five of Leviticus, chapter one is one offering, chapter two is another offering. There's like a sin offering, a guilt offering, a peace offering, a free will offering, grain offering. So do I know how to do it? Um, it's like a really, it's a lot of detail. It tells you how you kill the animal, how you drain the blood, how you rip it apart, the parts you burn, the parts you don't burn. It's yeah, read, read Leviticus. We're not going to kill stuff. So that's actually our April youth event. So yeah, right. So let me. Well, I think you guys want want me to get to uh, actually cutting my hair pretty soon, so I'm going to burn through this. But the parts of the Nazarite vow. First of all, for the duration of the Nazarite vow, no drinking alcohol, no grape juice, and no eating grapes. No haircuts. No shaving. You can't cut a portion of your hair. So like the way that you usually will cut the lower part of your beard, so you don't have an ugly neck beard. None of that. Yes. It's not, it's not never it's not No, yeah, for the duration. So additionally, the other one is that you can't go near dead bodies. So you're not allowed to go near even your parents' dead bodies. So like, if one of my parents dies in the next few months, I'm not allowed to go to their funeral. Um, which I'm, I'm banking on the likelihood that that's not going to happen. So I haven't started. We're starting this tonight. We're going to do it for three months. So... For, so that's the Nazarite vow. Uh, at the end of your Nazarite vow, you offer sacrifices, and then you can give an additional like free will stuff in addition to the Nazarite vow. And if you go near a dead body or you botch the vow, you actually have to start over. You have to offer all of the sacrifices that you would have offered, cut your hair, and then you have to start over. Yes. Yes. So are you gonna have another day of it? Yes. So I'll be uh, finishing the Nazarite vow on a youth group night. Yes. What happens if you go near grapes? Well. Luckily, all of the bodies and graves are well below the ground, so I'm not going to get defiled from them. Um, but anyways, so that's the Nazarite vow. And some reasons that I'm giving you this for the Nazarite vow. Guys. Oh, I don't, it's just that I can't eat them. Yeah. If someone, like, dumps alcohol on me, I'm good. Uh, I just can't drink it. So... Some, the reason I'm giving you, I'm doing the Nazarite vow for you guys is, first of all, so you can understand Numbers chapter 6. You're going to be able to read Numbers chapter 6. Remember the time that I did this, and it'll stand out more. Additionally, there are notable people. What is it? Yeah, right. And additionally, there are specific people in the Bible that have done Nazarite vows, like Samuel. 
In 1 Samuel 1.11, it says, and this is Hannah speaking, that Hannah vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. Wait, so, so this is Samuel. So Samuel, for the duration of his life, was a Nazarite. So never cutting your hair. That's kind of a wild thing. It's a very long time, right? Another one, Samson. God subjects Samson to a Nazarite vow. In Samuel's case, his mom does it to him, but then God comes to Samson's parents and he says, by the way, your kid's going to be a Nazarite. And that's in Judges 13. John the Baptist. This is a guy from the New Testament. Um, God, when the angel is announcing John's birth, he says, for he will be great before the Lord and he must not drink wine or strong drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And there's one more that I'm going to give you. There are more people who've done Nazarite vows, but there's one more big name. And that one is the Apostle Paul. We have two chapters in the book of Acts where it talks about the Apostle Paul doing a Nazarite vow. He wasn't. Well, I mean, he was, we don't know if he was bald. Elisha was bald, but yeah. But in Acts 18, 18b, uh, it says that at Kenshrae, I don't don't even know how to pronounce that, but at some city name, he cut his hair for he was under a vow. So in Acts 18, Paul is shaving his head for a Nazarite vow. In Acts 21, it says, do not, uh, do therefore, this is the Jerusalem council talking to Paul. And they're like, yo, Paul, do what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. So Paul is doing another Nazarite vow. And these might have been two separate. They might have been the same. Well, because associated with shaving your head is also bringing three animals to be sacrificed, one for each kind of sacrifice. So you can't end your vow until you have the sacrifices that go with it. So they're essentially saying, hey, Paul, bankroll their completion of their vow. Um, So there are some notable people in the Bible who do Nazarite vows. And now when you guys read those stories, you're going to be able to look back at what I did. So to give you guys my version. So since obviously I'm not going to sacrifice animals, so I'm going to give you my version that I'm going to be doing. Uh, First of all, I'm going to be shaving my head and my beard tonight. We're about to go out there and do it Um, for the duration. (laughs) Yeah, right. For the duration of uh, the vow, I'm not allowed to cut my hair. I'm not allowed to shave it. I'm not allowed to trim a portion of it. And that's kind of a big deal because in the modern day, I don't need to worry as much about like not being able to go near a dead body. But our hair is hyper stylized in the modern day. And there's a lot of there's a lot of respect or lack of respect that's tied to how your hair looks. And so for me, after about a month and a half, my hair is going to look so bad. (laughs) And so there's kind of a devotional aspect. So I can style it. I'm going to brush it. I'm going to like do whatever I can, but, but I can't like, cut how it. How are you going to, how are you going to like style your hair? Just yeah. All gear, all gear. Yeah. You've got a neck beard and you've got like. I mean, you can the neck beard is going to be pretty bad. Well, I mean, it's not going to be long enough for that, man. It's going to be terrible. So I'm not going to be able to cut my hair or anything. Additionally, no eating, drinking alcohol or eating grapes. And here's the interesting part of that. I'm going to have to do communion differently because I'm not going to be able to drink grape juice for communion. So I'm going to have to use like orange juice or something. So that'll be interesting. Um, I could do cranberry juice. And then the other one is not touching a dead body, which is easy. And then at the end of my Nazarite vow, I'm going to shave my hair again. Yeah, right. Well, Nazarite vow specifically is for a dead body of your uh, relatives. So it doesn't specify animals, which is convenient because it means that I don't have to feel bad about not doing that part. But, um, well, I mean, even if you're a Nazarite, you can eat meat. 
It's just there are specific dead bodies that you're not allowed to touch. So, for example, when like Samson Sam. scoops honey out of the lion's carcass, yes. Don't do that. If you guys don't know the, like what the Nazarite vow is, you completely miss what was going on with Samson like scooping the honey out of the carcass of a lion. He was breaking his oath when he did that. Like No one gets that if you don't read Numbers chapter 6. Um, anyways, but I'll be shaving my hair again, and that's going to be on June 22nd, which is a Wednesday, so I'll be doing it at youth group. And then in addition to that, instead of making a sacrifice, I'll be making a donation to the church in addition to my normal giving. And I'm not going to tell you how much that is because don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. So as far as you know, it's $1. Not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, But this is something that you were allowed to do. And the same way that fasting is specifically associated with mourning and prayer, the Nazarite vow is specifically associated with holiness. So when you're doing the Nazarite vow, every time you're wanting to take a drink, every time you're looking at your nasty hair and you're wanting to cut it, uh, you're thinking to yourself, man, I am holy to God. God has set me apart. And so for the duration of it, there's going to be a personal devotion aspect of that's going to be reminding me of that. Additionally, um, with my hair, the way people view you as a professional or even as a youth guy kind of matters. And so it's like, okay, do I really believe that God is the one who controls how people view me? And so there's going to be that devotional aspect as well. And I'm curious to see what else I discover as I do this. So for you guys, you're going to have an awesome object lesson. I'm hoping this helps the Bible come to life for you in a new way. And for me, it's going to do the same thing. But with that, let's uh, let's have a bit of fun. Yes. Should we, okay, guys. Should we give him mutton chops 